Welcome back to the Greasy Knuckles Podcast with Jimbo and J-Bone. Welcome back to the Greasy Knuckle Podcast. On this episode, we're going to cover... Everything. Just about everything. I mean, we dive into conspiracies, Area 51. Freemasons. Freemasons. Shriners. Uh, the, what we think the correct punishment for child molesters should be. So at least <laughs> some of those ideas. It's a little dark, but it's not going to be too bad. Don't worry. Yeah. And, uh... Some inventions I think we have, and not that we have, but that you know, yeah, we know about whatever. And during this episode, we had to take a quick pause because it started raining real bad. We had to switch to a different room, everything else, different studio. But hang on to your seats because it's gonna get greasy. That's right. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Greasy Enough Podcast. I'm Jimbo. And I'm Jay Bone. And before we get started, we're gonna go ahead and crack this here caffeine. Oh fuck, it's all over. Cheers, Cheers. I didn't open up all the way. You're in the splash zone. <laughs> Fucking got shit all over me. Welcome back to the splash zone. All my hands all over that thing. Hot damn. The podcast machine. The podcast machine. Otherwise known as the cell phone. Yes. So, I figured today we could talk about inventions. I want to know why Jimbo always picks the subject we talk about. Because you never come up with one. <laughs> what do we got? I've what, been what lazy. Do do? What do no, you want to talk about? That's fine. That's fine. Let's go with that side. It'll, it'll all fucking go off the rails pretty soon anyways. <laughs> I mean, that's how we do it anyways. We'll get to like dick saving lives somewhere or something yeah. probably. Who knows? Um, and there was this dick shark that came out of the fucking ground. Dick shark? Is that what he said? Yeah. It's like the shit wins. But. Dick shark is weird. You know what's weird? No. I mean, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Why? <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> See, why, why are you getting upset that I'm picking the... I'm not upset. I think you are. I think this is a discussion for another time, sir. <laughs> so... I mean, I could tell you about an invention that might get me killed. How about that? All right. Let's hear it. Um, my grandpa, the same guy who wanted to fly to Russia at 1,000 miles an hour <laughs> by going to space, he, um, he used to invent things, man. He, he, apparently, he like reinvented the door for the Huey helicopter for the Army. Right? Yeah. He was in like the Korean War. You know what I mean? But he reinvented that door... And then they bought the patent, the patent from him for, you know, like five thousand dollars. Excuse me. So he, he could have probably been a gazillionaire if he would have uh-huh. held on to it and figured it out. But he could barely read or write. Everything he knew, everything he had was in his head. So he just took advantage of him. Right. He would explain his inventions to me at the at the dining room table in his house, and he would he always had one of those yellow legal pads with him. Mm-hmm. But he would sit there and he always sharpened his pencil with a knife. Never had a pencil sharpener, he always just used a knife because he said you got a better edge that way, better tip on your pencil that way. Yeah. So but he um but he would just ha- he would draw pictures of what he was talking about. He never would try to spell it out to you, right? Like this is four feet long. 
he would just write it like this is about this long. So, like, he could read a tape measure and stuff, I guess. But anyways, he built this fucking personal helicopter one time. And um, my grandmother has or used to have, she's, I've seen it, she had a picture of him trying this thing out in the front yard. And it was literally a fucking propeller strapped to a backpack that you wore on your back. And it had, like, so you'd have a strap to your back and it had four legs on it like outriggers on a canoe that keep it from flipping over oh shit and she and she and my mom told me that he actually like started this thing up in the yard and was going to try to fly with it and she said it was the most she says the, the scariest thing she's ever seen in her life because it had i mean just from the picture i saw it had it had two blades on it first of all which i guess they've learned by now that well i mean they'd have to learn that obviously a bicycle wheel doesn't have two spokes you know what i mean like the more the more things you have, the more balanced it is. So she said he started this fucking thing up and the blades, the blades were like, they had to be 10 or 12 feet long. So it was, it was a monstrosity. It was like yeah. the first Iron Man suit. You know what I mean? So she said he started this thing up and, and I would imagine just from the picture, like his hair is all flattened out. He had kind of long hair, not like a hippie or anything, you know, like that, like that old man cut where they kind of like swoop it around and put waves in it and yeah. stuff, you know, or old Dapper Dan man style yeah it was all flattened out to one side all the grass was flat around him like Holy this shit. thing he was putting out power. and the blades were blurry in the picture so it if if it were turning slow it was probably still turning like two or three hundred rpm you know what I mean like it was whipping dude this thing was <laughs> but she showed it to me she she showed it to me and I asked him about it and he just like gave me like a quick version of it like he didn't want to talk about it so I'm guessing like nothing came of it, you know. Anyways, or maybe he sold it to Area 51. I have no fucking idea. But this guy was crazy, man. He used to take scooters and turn them into personal cars, like smart cars. So we all drove them in a parade when I was probably like 13, 14. It was a scooter, and then he built a one-piece fiberglass body around it. And then there was a handle in there, and like a, like a bench seat and a Damn. handle. So... The handle was the train, like the training wheels for balance. So you would drive it down the road with the wheels down, and once you got up to like 30 miles an hour, you pull the handle and it retracts the two wheels like landing gear. It sucks the two wheels up in it. It's all like cranks and springs and shit. Like yeah. nothing. He was real smart like that mechanically, but he crashed this fucking thing with me in it like the first time we ever drove it. I, just, I was like his partner in crime, you know. And he's like, son, let's take this thing down the road. And there was these, there's these like. Not picket fences, but those white fences that have like the, they'll have like an X in the middle of each oh, panel, yeah, yeah. you know, like a 45 each way. So, or four triangles, either way you want to look at it. But as soon as he pulled the wheels up, because he was heavier than me, we just like flew off the road and hit the fence. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It was like fucking NASCAR. But yeah, man, that guy, I mean, I could go on. There's more stuff he invented, but that dude was wild, man. And the one that would might get me killed. Is uh, no, it won't get me killed unless somebody figures out who I am, figures out who he is, all that. But he built us a, a, um, a, um, shit, perpetual motion energy machine. So it looked like a fucking flying saucer. It was about as big as a Volkswagen. And he built it all from the hardware store downtown. So he went down there. It had like fucking miles of copper wire and like washers from Ace Hardware. That's what he built this thing out Holy of over shit. 20 years. And it had this black box in it. And he said, that's where the magic happens. Like he would never tell anybody what was in the box. 
kind of feels like sacrificing chickens and stuffing them in there. But <laughs> he would pull the crank on this thing because you had to you had to pull start it, or you could start it with a battery. You could start it with a battery, but as soon as it started, you could take the battery off, and it would there was no engine, and it was it was hollow in the middle. Like you could stand in the middle of it, although he said that would kill you if you did with it running. And he had an extension cord plugged into it. And it would turn on all the lights in his shop. Oh, as soon shit. as he plugged the extension cord in, all the light bulbs would come on in the shop. And he said that one 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 thing could run like a Walmart. But anyways, he fucking my my cousin's wife was there, and he we were out in the garage fucking with this thing, and you know she came out there and wanted to see what it was. And he's like, "Here, you want me to start it?" And, you know, she's she's like, "Yeah, whatever." He pulls the fucking crank on this thing, and when it starts, it goes like whap, 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 real loud, like these real loud, <laughs> real loud pops. It sounds like it's blowing up. Yeah. And she turned and like fucking dove out of the door into the front yard and ran in the house, like screaming, they're gonna blow themselves up or whatever. But, anyways, he sold this thing, or not sell it, he, he tried to get this thing patented for years, and everybody told him that the government was gonna kill him over it. So he's, he got an engineer that he knew that owned like a machine shop down in Florida mm-hmm. to start trying to make it for him out of out of real things like blocks of aluminum and yeah. pulleys and stuff, not just fucking wagon wheels from the hardware store. <laughs> he died shortly after that. Mm. And that guy said that as soon as he got that thing and started trying to work on it and buy parts for it and talking to people about how to make certain pieces, not like divulging all the information, but like, hey, I need to make a... I need to make this pulley that like this shape that moves like this, whatever. That he got a call and had a government inspection that he'd never had in 30 years of running this machine shop. And all of a sudden they were like, we're gonna come inspect your facility. So he had to stuff it like in a closet under some boxes and stuff and they didn't find it. But he called my grandmother and was like, I don't think I can finish this. So now I don't know where it is. The way I understand it is his son has it and he's gonna try to do it. Cause I wanted it when he died. I told my grandmother I want that thing. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, no so, drawings, all up there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to talk about like government killing people, you know? Because yeah, yeah. they don't do that. It's probably the Clintons. Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, Hillary's kind of known for that. But so now, so way back when, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, a couple hundred years ago, or whatever. Uh, my family was super, super rich. Like, obviously, I ain't seen none of that. But, well, we started, like, I think it was, I can't remember what government it was, but they needed, like, money. So our, our family lent them money to, like, help them, you know, rebuild and, like... Like a bailout? Yeah, kind of. You know, because we are from what I've heard about my family as we were like filthy fucking rich you know come on down to so, Jimbo's bailouts I tell you what uh, what can you get from you got debt please don't fret we will bail you out <laughs> alright sorry but I mean obviously hundreds of years ago but so they never paid the back mm-hmm. they were supposed to pay it back with like and it was a small interest rate it wasn't like loan sharking you know mm-hmm. but so they never paid it back well my granddad actually went and like tried to start pursuing this because he realized like he found all the documents he was really into that shit Mm -hmm. like historical shit he found all the documents and like the fact that we never got paid back so he started pursuing it and taking it overseas and like 
you know, talking with like their parliaments and shit like that, like higher ups. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few months, there was a guy that used to come over to the house all the time and like cut the grass and like help out around the house, mm -hmm. you know, with my granddad. And they came home one day and like, he worked with my granddad too. So they had like a work truck and, you know, my granddad's hard hat was inside the work truck that he pulled up in. Cause they, you know, they were buddies, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, they got home and this guy was dead, you know? For the sake of this story, we'll call this guy Andy, right? So, the guy who died? Yeah, the guy who died. And we'll call my granddad Johnny. But, so, Johnny is the one that's pursuing all the money, right? He's got his hard hat in the work truck and you know, it, it's that it was kind of a sketchy ordeal. Mm -hmm. But they came home and they seen Andy on the floor just dead. And they're like, what the fuck? And they came up, you know, coroners took him and everything. And uh, cause of death was swallowing oven cleaner. So. Yeah, as, as you want to do when you get thirsty yeah. mowing grass. Yeah. You know, you come in from mowing grass and then you just decide, you know what? I'm gonna inhale, you know, three cans of oven cleaner, mm -hmm. and yeah. Then after that, my uh, my granddad was like, "No, nope, fuck that. The money's not worth it." Like, so he stopped pursuing it. But apparently, there's a country that still owes us a shit ton of money, and they make you disappear. Do you know the country? Yes. Even if you don't want to say it on here, we should talk later. Yeah. And maybe we could pursue this. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today's today, this day and age, take cameras everywhere with you. Do a Facebook Live while you're running up in there. That way, they, they, I mean, I mean, they can't get rid of the evidence. I'm pretty sure my uncle is still pursuing it. So, I mean, it's it's a thing. We fucking loaned him out money to help him like rebuild and shit, and then just never paid it back. Hmm. So, but my uncle, or my granddad had all those documents, like all the fucking receipts, all the, like, mm -hmm. you know, ledgers and everything. Contracts. Mm -hmm. So for the right amount of money for my family, I could go all kamikaze up in there for you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk later. Yeah. 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 CIA, dude. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. I really wonder. Area 51, dude. I really wonder if that's what happened with my grandpa trying to, if he started trying to help that guy get all the patents and stuff or something, you know? But my grandmother said people used to come to the house, like, just... Because for a long time, he just kept it in the back of his truck with a tarp on it. Because he would go from machinist to machinist with it. Can you rebuild this? And they would be like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. You know, this is like a floating car. Man, I wish yeah. you could... I wish you had pictures of it. I have to ask my grandmother. She might be able to get some stuff. Anyhow. Anyhow, if J-Bone or myself goes missing, and you guys know, you guys know who did it. But you don't know who we are, so. But you don't know who we are, so that might not help. Oh, well, you probably know who we are. Yeah, I'm sure there's an email attached to this. Yeah, probably. Or you can find me and Bobby Jean on Facebook. Tell him. <laughs> he knows who I am. Yeah. Um... 
So where do we go from here for inventions? I don't know. What is the... What do you think? Well, so I, a little rabbit hole that I wanted to explore, right? Mm -hmm. So we were talking about the CIA and all that shit mm -hmm. and Area 51, you know? What do you think is actually at Area 51? Like, are you one of those people that are like, ah, it's just a military base where they fly in, fly out? So I think that the SR-71 was developed there, right? The yeah. skunk works and all that. And they developed that in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, I think is when it actually was publicly released or whatever. Alright. And it's still the fastest thing on Earth. Like the fastest vehicle on Earth. Hmm. It takes an area the size of the state of Texas to do a U-turn at full speed, I guess. Right? It's fucking incredible. Like, it, it leaks the whole time it sits on the taxiway and runway because they have to leave gaps in the panels so that all the friction is supersonic, it swells all the panels closed. Right? Yeah. I used, right. To, I used to have a sergeant that worked on them. So he told me all the, like, all the cool things about them. I mean, you can find it on YouTube now. Yeah. But, and then there was that Bob Lazar guy that talked about the spaceships, remember him? Yeah. And all those, I mean, if they weren't doing any, look, I'll put it this way. Any military base in America, you can drive up to the fence or you can drive down the, a lot of you can even go, they'll, you know, there's ways to just go in there. Like you can, they'll hire contractors to work in there and stuff like that. They don't fly them in on unmarked fucking Lucy planes or whatever they call them from Vegas. And they don't, uh, that place has like a crazy perimeter around it. You know, like you can't, like the hills and shit, you can't get within fucking miles of that place. So if they weren't doing anything there, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think they'd just have a normal setup like any other military base? Or what if, what if they have, so... China Lake, I believe China Lake China. is still uh, where you can just drive up onto the base. Like, it's not gated or anything. I, mean, I think certain parts of it are, mm -hmm. but for the most part, you can just drive on the base and like go to the next and shit like that. So, anybody? Yeah. I mean, to shop, you obviously need a veteran's ID or military ID. Like, uh, our base out in Lamar used to not have a fence around it and like people from you know the towns and stuff would go there and like there was a big old nightclub and uh there was a bar and just random you know civilians mm -hmm. would just drive up and get out and start partying so what if the real secret top secret shit isn't even being done at area 51 because so it's it's that old magician's trick, right? He wants to show you something over here while he's really doing something over yeah. here. You know? Yeah, diversion, distraction, yeah. hiding in plain sight, all that shit. So what if it's like that, to where Area 51, they're really not doing shit there. Like, yeah, they might pump out a little invention and be like, this was designed here. Yeah. Just to keep people, like, curious, you know? And then what they're really doing is some random base that seems like, you know, oh, there's nothing really going on there. So, like China Lake, for example, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Might be like, oh, I mean, you can just drive onto that base. Nothing's really happening there. But in reality, 
that's where all this shit's going down, you know? I guess anything's possible. I mean... Because you know, the government's I, good at that, dude. I know, I've worked on bases where they had nukes under the air, aircraft hangers. Like, but they, they're super good at that, being like, look over here! Hmm? And fucking... I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that's not an absolute possibility. There absolutely could be crazy shit going on there, and they're saying there's and nothing in Area 51. I mean, probably another likely scenario is there's a place we don't even know about. Not Area 51 or China Lake, but, you know, like so, NORAD and shit like that, you know? like There's that seen, underground base in Virginia, I think. You ever seen that thing? No. It's a whole underground city. I don't doubt it. I've seen where people have driven into it with hidden cameras and stuff. Dude, that's... That's crazy. And I feel like... So, you get the smartest minds, right? In a room together. And have you heard, like, the big three? Shit like that? To where there's three people that make decisions for the entire world? Mm -hmm. So, they call it the big three or the big four or whatever. But essentially... They're, like, in charge of everything that happens. And, uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy to think about. But if you were to get, say, ten Einsteins in a room and be like, all right, we need to fix this issue, this issue, and this issue. There's, there's no wrong answers, right? Mm -hmm. They could come up with some crazy shit and... You know, hey, we also need to conceal this, so make sure you come up with a cover story too. They could conceal the fuck out of that. Like, easily. So, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of conspiracies out there that I, I like. I like to think outside the box, you know? Like, I don't, I don't trust everything that's told to me. Well, no, of course not. I mean, I just mean that it might be a little too loud in here because of the rain. Yeah, I don't know. I was wondering that. But, like, the... That's, like, the, along the lines of the Illuminati or whatever, you know? Like, the secret organizations running the world. You don't fucking know. But what if that's another, like, hey, it's probably the Illuminati. And really, it's something else over here? <laughs> Distraction? Why not? <laughs> Distraction. I mean, fuck. It could be, like, somebody we work with, for all I know. You never know, dude. It could be planted. Somebody that flies in here. Could be. Absolutely could be that. I think well, it's because that water drain pipes right outside the door too. It seems so loud in here. Maybe. Just have to listen later and see. We'll pause it. Yeah. Just look at Yeah. And we're back. Sorry about that. We had to we had to switch rooms because uh got a little too rainy. God's angry, I guess. He's he's a little frustrated. Clapping his hands and, you know, well, what were you told as a kid? The angels are bowling. Angels are bowling. I was taught don't go fucking outside. It's raining and storming, stupid. Shit, we used to go stand on the front porch. Yeah. Watch the, watch the storm. Well, yeah. But, uh. I was told chickens got a brain size of peanut and sense enough to get out of the rain. Fucking standing <laughs> out there for stupid. It's a little better in here. All right, we'll see. Yeah, it seems a little quieter, but. I mean, if this whole episode goes to shit, then it goes to shit. Ain't like many people are listening. 
Make sure you share. Share our Dadgum episodes. Tell all your friends. We want to get the word out. So, uh, anyways, we're we're walking over here, and you had a story about something. What were you talking about when we quit in there? Conspiracies? Dagum Area 51? What else talking about that had anything to do with conspiracies? Well, yeah, but... You were, we were talking about the Illuminati and shit when we took a break. Oh, uh, yeah. So, secret organizations. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my great-granddad, mm-hmm. actually, was a 33rd-degree Mason, and he was in... Man, I can't remember where it was. I think it was, like, Kansas City or something. But my mom said, like, he could have people just disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if something happened in the family or whatever, like someone did something to the family, he would just make a phone call. Like, that 33rd degree Mason shit, because the Masons, like, they start out as a do-gooders club, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much you know about the Masons or whatnot, but... Only what I've heard on PBS. Oh, it's probably not much. I mean, I've looked into it a little on but, my own, but... Uh, like, you start out as a do-gooders club. You're doing charity events and, like, you know, helping the homeless and doing that kind of thing. And that's what draws people into it. They're Riding like, the oh. go-karts in the parade. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you know, it starts out like that, but then your initiation, like, the speech that you have to make, you can look it up online. But it's essentially, if you let the secrets of the organization out, let your throat be cut ear to ear mm-hmm. and shit like that. Let your tongue be cut from your mouth and uh, you essentially make a blood oath. And I don't know how much has changed you know, in the past however many years, but you know, you can't get out of it. Blood in, and, blood out essay. Yeah. And then whenever you don't actually start doing any ceremonial like rituals mm-hmm. until you're far, far along into it, you know. But yeah, there's because there's thirty third there's thirty three ranks and the Masons and you know, thirty three is a significant number as well. Because right. there's a lot of history behind that number. Right. But, you know, when you're just starting out, you're like, man, this group is awesome. Like, they're just good men doing good things, hanging out. And then it's not till you rise through the ranks that you start finding out, like, holy shit, there's some dark shit in this. But, you know, a lot of people, they don't keep rising through the ranks. Right. You know, because you have to... They, they have different rituals for you to accept the next, you know, degree. Mm-hmm. That way they know, like, oh, this dude ain't gonna, he's not gonna talk, you know. So, I don't know. It, it's cool, you know, but because this, I feel like the world runs on secret organizations. Yeah, like the fucking Skull and Bones. Yeah, the Skull and Bones. The Yale The Knights University. Templar. Yeah. I heard like skull and bones that like suck each other off or fuck each other or something and take yeah. pictures of it. That way you can't tell or you gotta get that shit released or something like that. But they had like 12 presidents that were skull and bones or something and masons and all that shit. 
it's crazy, dude. Like, <clears throat> but I feel like the world runs on those organizations because, you know, like the Masons, they have secret handshakes, you know, yeah. to let you know, like, oh, you can just go up and shake someone's hand and be like, this guy's a Mason. Yeah. And they wear rings. Yeah. There's a guy that worked but, here that was a Mason. There's a guy that still works here that's a Mason. If they're wearing rings and shit like that, they're probably not that high into it, you know? Is that your foot? Yeah. Sorry. Trying to play footsie with me. Okay, I was uh, kicking you. Um, you can make it sound manly, but... Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was caressing that foot, play. So... Yeah, I mean, if they're wearing rings and, like, got a bumper sticker and shit, they're probably not that high into it, I would think. Um, but, yeah, shake their hand and be like, fuck, this guy's amazing. And you can also see it. Watch if somebody... Is that where you, like, bend your finger and tickle their palm or something like that and you shake their hands out of this? I think you... I think one of them is, like... You, the shocker? Yeah, essentially, like, a shocker. And then you interlock the ring finger or something. But, but how do you know to do that? Because you just reach out for it. And if they So if somebody starts it, to shake my hand like they're giving me the shocker. No, no, it'll look like a normal handshake. Or you can look it up. Just look up um, Masonic handshake. But and then the way they sit, if you ever watch like a high, high profile court case, not Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I, I haven't seen that shit. But my mom was telling me about this they'll sit a certain way and it's it's a distress signal mm -hmm. if that judge is a mason and picks up on that signal that's given they have to get that person off like no matter what the circumstance either get them pretty much a slap on the wrist that's why you'll hear some of these people will go to these court cases for like some terrible shit and end up getting like house arrest for six months and probation mm -hmm. for three years you know mm -hmm. and you just watch how they sit and how they they act and if they come into that courtroom and do the distress signal if that judge is a mason they will get that person off guarantee it i mean I, I could buy that you know like obviously people in power can get away with shit but there's symbolism and I mean the Masons have been around hundreds and hundreds of years you know this this country was built by Freemasons but I don't know I, I like the group you know but there's a lot of shady shit and that's why you'll see no Masonic building has windows yeah, I know. I have, I have noticed that. Because also when I was, where I grew up, we had the Shriners. Yeah, the Shriners are similar. With their little fezes, their little fez caps. Yeah, they're the ones that ride the go-karts around. <laughs> yep. With the sickle, or the uh, Arabic, what's it called? It was a, it was a battle sword. And it said, I don't know how true this is, but it's said that, so you know, on the front of their hat, they have the Arabic battle sword, right? Yeah. Now, I, this is me recalling it from years ago, so I might not be spot on. And if I'm not, you can let me know in the comments. But 
Uh, so it was like a battle sword, and then the fez is like shaped like a cup, and it's blood red. Yeah. It is the color of blood, and it was said that they would go through and kill like Christians and stuff like that, and then dip their cups into the blood that was spilled on the ground. And that's why they have that cup-shaped hat with the sword on it. But, I don't know. I mean, this is all from a long time ago that I'm recalling. Because I used to study, like, I used to be obsessed with religion and, like, theology and shit. I would just dive headfirst into it. Yeah, but, I mean, I like stuff like that. I like to get pretty deep into some of it. Like, after all this shit, I'll probably listen to a bunch of shit about Masons and Shriners when we get done while we're finishing up here. Yeah, and, I mean, do your own research, you know? Don't just take my word for it. Don't like ever your... take my word for anything I say on here. Exactly. <laughs> you should always do your own research. It's like Ben Shapiro says, you know? He's like, listen to what my media puts out and then go get other sources, too. Like, don't just take my word for it. Trust but verify. Exactly. Like, I grew up knowing about Masons, but... Because uh, my family was into that shit. But... I don't know. It's it's interesting, dude. You find any secret handshakes? Yeah, there's all kinds of shit. But I'm going to sit here and try to read through it while we do this. <laughs> there's so much stuff. The lion's paw was the one I saw the shake of a master Mason. Yeah. And it's basically like the... The live long and prosper thing from the Star Trek guy, Spock. Yeah. So when you shake hands, you'd go like that, and your fingers would be like that on the other guy's wrist, and his fingers would be like that on your wrist. It's called the lion's paw. Yeah. But there's other ones. There was like one where you do like thumb wrestle thing almost. You grip pinkies, and then the like the true shake of a master mason's just like looks like a regular handshake. But because it's hidden in plain sight. It is. It is, dude. And Fucking running the world right into the ground. But yeah, the Grand Wizard is the... I think that's the KKK. No. Oh, they have the Grand Dragon. Speaking uh, <laughs> of the KKK... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to dive into that. Unless Why not? To. I don't give a shit. That was... I was raised like 20 minutes west of the uh, birthplace of the KKK. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of racist people up there undertones overtones there there was just racism yeah like a motherfucker that's where we go up too so i think i told you before i can remember going to my my buddy's house and they would take us they would take us to the deer camp where they where the men went hunting yeah when i was probably like 10 or 12 or whatever and we would all be told to just like you know play in the fire Put sticks in the fire and try to poke each other in the face with them stuff like that like the kids do and the men would go have like their time or what you know maybe they're fucking each other i don't know what they were doing but they were out big there big old the orgy big old gross, gay orgy big old like man bear orgy. <laughs> so i don't know they went and did their thing and left us all there and you know i know for a fact that like one of my friend's dads was like a card carrying member so to speak of the clan like he was truly in the ku klux klan but i think all that shit's stupid yeah i do too i mean that one didn't start out doing good deeds did it no, because I, I fucking, I came from, like, Georgia, and where I was initially born and raised, like, you know, my school had everything, you know, 
all ethnicities and we just we didn't give a shit and then I moved up to Tennessee and I was like holy fuck like it was a culture shock because it was like the complete opposite yeah and I didn't pay no mind to it like one of my buddies he was cool as shit uh and he's a black dude you know yeah. we'd shoot basketball like every day at the park you know before work because we we both worked at the same place and we'd go up there like every day before work and shoot ball shoot ball or if we had a day off you know call each other go up there shoot basketball like we just love to shoot so we'd show up there and be playing basketball and then the clan would show up at the fucking park they'd raise their flag up and you know start fucking their speeches and all that shit yeah. and i'd look at my buddy and be like uh do you want to get out of here like we can go because there's four other places to shoot ball you know that was just the nicest court uh because it was the big money maker of the city and he's like nah fuck them you know stupid motherfuckers blah blah, blah. i was like all right like i don't care so, I mean, really, it's smart if you're in the Ku Klux Klan to hold a rally, like, at a basketball court. Because you're going to get a lot more exposure from black black guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure my buddy and I were the only ones that shot ball there. <laughs> I mean, I can. I mean, I feel like I could say that because where I grew up in South Alabama, if you went to a blast, uh, basketball court, you were playing basketball with black guys. That's just the way it was. Yeah. So, I mean... Just saying, like there's, I mean, I guess there's, I guess there's basketball courts in Wisconsin too, where there aren't many black people, but. But. If I was, in, if I was the head of the clan, that's what I would do, is I would go to like a basketball court. Let's see. Or I'm not gonna take this too far. Yeah. But I would go in public places where I could knew I could find black people congregated, because you know, if you start some shit, start some shit. You know what I mean? Don't be a pussy about it. Hide in the woods, have your secret meetings. And. Get the fuck out there and represent your your, your crew, your group. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I think the media makes it out to where the Klan is everywhere. They like should make their own clothing. Sorry, go ahead. There's racism like everywhere. It's oh, all yeah. around us. It's it's no matter where you look. And I, I mean, granted, I seen it growing up. You know, because of where I live. Yeah, but did you ever see more like a hundred people? There'd be like rally? ten people, right, or six people. That's you know, point. it's like it wasn't like droves of people right. would it's come out to the Malibu. park. You yeah. know, it was like these people realize, like, you know what? All right, this is an old way of thinking. Yeah, like, you know, we've kind of each generation has become more tolerable as time has gone on so yeah. their numbers have died down you know so it's just like well it's not really everywhere you look anymore now jim crow era sure it was everywhere you fucking look we had different water fountains different everything yeah and now it's just kind of like okay well sure it still exists right but i would say 99 percent of like racial groups you know racist racist groups or different racial groups like what are you saying here like like racist organizations yeah okay like the clan yeah well i the, mean the clan 
MS-13. You can't, is that a racist organization? You can't be an MS-13 if you're not Mexican. But they don't just hate white people unless they're in prison, right? But that's what I'm saying. That, that That's what I'm saying, racially segregated groups. So you can't be MS-13 or Sereños or Norteños or nothing. I get that. Without being Mexican. You can't be Cuban. You can't be, you know, you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but I so, think that's different than the Klan. Well, yeah. Because they're not in running sense, around like Kill Whitey. In a sense. But I'm saying, like, racially organized groups, 99% of that shit is in prisons. They're not on the streets oh, yeah. doing that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, as for, like, you know, white racist groups, yeah. The, Almost all of it's in prison. It's not, you know, really taken out onto the streets. But, yeah, I mean, where I grew up, we had a basketball coach that called all of us Peckerwoods. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me until 20 years later that what a Peckerwood <laughs> was. Well, not 20 years later. I mean. He probably was in prison. Probably 10 years later, it dawned on me. And I was like, man, I was watching something, you know, on, the on like, the white supremacist, whatever. And I saw this guy in prison they were talking to, and he had Peckerwood tattooed down his arm. I was like, Peckerwood? Where did I know that from? And I remember that coach going, hey, Peckerwood! I mean, like, that's what he called all of us. I mean, it was mostly white kids from at school, but who knows? I don't know, man. It's... I'm just glad it didn't stick, that I didn't run around after I was in high school calling everybody Peckerwood. Yeah. And I feel like... I don't know. I think... I think the only reason it's still a thing is because of the media. Because of the media going... Oh, this is racially blah blah, blah racially right. motivated, racially this, racially that. Uh, except for that most recent shooting, because that dude did say, you know, that he was going to kill black people. Yeah, and that was his whole, whole, you know, market. So I'm saying he's representing his crew. I don't know if you should he's say out that. There, he's out there repping that name. I really don't. <laughs> I didn't do it. He did. I didn't fucking shoot anybody. I got a problem with nobody. But. And that, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, that's one out of probably a thousand shootings and shit that has happened that they've gone, this is racially motivated, and that actually being racially motivated, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, like the whole the Kyle Rittenhouse kid or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, they said it was racially he's motivated. He's people at a BLM rally, but he shot white people. And he shot white dudes, and they're like, they're yeah, he was racist. Of shit. Yeah. Anyways. And one of those dudes was, like, a child molester yeah. and shit like that. I was like... Yeah. You miss. Child is a child molester. And then the other guy was a domestic violence. Yeah. Um, aggravator or whatever. And the other guy had some shit going on too. I can't remember. I mean, there's like one of them that wasn't a child molesting wife beater. You know what yeah. I mean? So good job for that guy. I applaud Kyle Rittenhouse. He so, cleaned up the street a little bit. My point was, I'm not saying I applaud that guy that did it for his race. I'm just saying like, at least he was open about it. Yeah. I mean, I can... I can see where you're saying, but that's that's a little eggshell. We don't really need to step on, you know. Fucking eggshells, huh? I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. What do you think? So this is a good topic to close close us out. Uh, Welcome to racism talk. No, hell no. But so, what do you think should happen to child molesters? I have so many different thoughts on this. All right. I have I have different. I feel like this is getting dark all of a sudden, but I have different different schools of thought on this. Like, 
I guess if if we're gonna if we're not gonna just I, mean, I think murdering them is too easy. Like just shooting them like a firing squad is too. That's you're getting off the hook. If you ask me, I think me. so too. I mean, because according to like if you're a Christian, according to belief, you could repent just before you get shot in the face with a rifle and you get to go to heaven, right? If you ask God for forgiveness yeah, and accept which, Jesus in your heart no. and all that stuff. Well, no. I mean, you're, but all right, but if you do it truthfully, like if you no. truthfully, that's what it says. Well, I get what that's it what says, the book says, but. Fuck that, no. That, that Christian handbook? Nope. With that sideways X on the front? That's what it says. Nope. All right, you don't have so, to believe it. So the I book don't. says, I'm just so, saying that that's too easy. It's too, even, even if you, right, if, all right, even if you believe in heaven and hell and they're going to burn in hell, I don't know that that's, I have my own set of beliefs, but I can't prove it. Yeah. I can't say for a matter of fact, 100%, that you go one way or the other. Maybe you just die and you get reborn, like we were talking about before, where the, the, the light you see is you shooting out of the badge. So, or the cut, however you get out of there. What I'm saying is, that's too easy. That it is. If you're gonna send them to prison, see these are my schools of thought. If you're gonna send them to prison, you give them a pink thong and a pink t-shirt and you just t turn them out in general population. You just let them go out there with everybody because they fucking hate those people in prison. And you say like, guess what man? If you can make it, I, I'll say if you can make it five, ten years, whatever you want to say, then then we'll put you in like the the little CSU thing, right? You have to be a bad motherfucker to make it ten years if you if you're if they know what you did in prison. Like you have to be a bad dude. That's yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because they're yeah. gonna fucking come at you nonstop. So that or like to be more cynical about it or darker about it, you could turn them over to the family, like you talked about before. So I'll explore that. So you can go ahead and tell them that. I believe I so, think that's a good. That's a good way to go. So this is my train of thought, and I think it is known across the board, across everybody, that is at least somewhat normal, that when you hear of a child molester, or you hear of someone hurting a, a kid, you want to fucking fuck them up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a thing where you hear it and you're like, oh, well, okay. Right, never. And if you do, you deserve the same shit. But, anyways, so... They're probably not listening to us. Probably not. But, <laughs> have you made it this far? No. Uh, so, anyways, I think, personally, that if someone hurts a child, right? And I'm not talking about just a whooping or something like that. Right. But, if they molest a child and if they fuck that child up because... They don't think about the repercussions that this causes. It causes, not just in that moment, hurting that kid, you fuck them up for the rest of their life. For the next, if they, what, average lifespan is like 83, I think. Well, a lot of times you've so, made another child molester too. Yeah, but. But please, go ahead. And so you fuck them up for 80 years, right. possibly. Or, you know, however long. Right. But, so I think, that you should take that person and hand them over to the family. Excuse me. Hand them over to the family yeah. of that child and say, here you go. Nothing you do to this person is illegal. And you could do it. Say, I mean, I don't even think there should be a time limit on it. But let's say there's a time limit on it. Like three days. You have 72 hours from now to get whatever out of your system yeah you know you can torture them you can do whatever 
and the state provide you with stuff like adrenaline, right? Their blood for blood transfusions. That way you can keep this motherfucker cracking. You know, you know what I'm saying? So in case you want, it'd be like some law-abiding citizen shit, you yeah, know, yeah. where he fucking hooked him up and made sure he didn't die and just tortured the shit out of him. Him again, Enzo. Yeah, you could just keep doing that for all those out. And then after that, you do what you said, throw him in a pink thong, throw him in a pink t-shirt, and let him out on you the yard. You think they're going to live from somebody with all that stuff doing all Maybe. that shit to him? Maybe. But if, I mean, and if they do, well, guess what? I'm not in, in that prison, dude. Right. Big Bubba just fucking yeah. clapping them cheeks after they just got their toes cut off, their fucking fingernails pulled out, like all that shit. You just let the family do whatever they feel like. Yeah. For, I mean, hell, I'm, I'm not going to set a time limit, but I'm sure there would be, you know. To make it fair. And then, uh, even better, even better, see... Well, and this was another train of thought, right? That I had. You could live stream this shit. So you could throw them in a room with those, you know, Blackwater fucking CIA people out in Afghanistan that used to torture people, yeah. right? That, that know those techniques. Yeah, all the waterboarding and shit. Hell yeah. And then you could live stream this shit. And they get 12 hours of torture. They get sent to the prison with fucking pink, pink shit on, right? And then they roll the next one in oh, there. even better. You could let them pick. Do you want 72 hours with the family, or do you want 12 hours of this shit in the torture chamber? Yeah. And then, so the one... Live that, on pay-per-view. Oh, no. Hell no. It's free for everybody. Okay. And... But it's... some money off this shit. It's just streamed 24-7. And I guarantee you... They'd still do it. I know what you're going to say. I know, I know they would. I know <laughs> yeah. they would still do it, right? Because back when they had public hangings, they would still do stupid shit right. and still get hung, you right. know, or public executions, right? Mm -hmm. But it would deter a lot more people than I'm just sure getting a little slap on the wrist and being like, have fun. I'm not going to Google you know it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not going to Google it, but I did hear of like a, a country years ago, maybe still doing it. I don't know. I don't even remember the name of the country that was doing it. But they would put barbed wire in PVC pipe, and then they would stuff it up their ass when they got caught, like, doing some fucked up shit, like molesting children and stuff. Or so they'd stick the barbed wire inside the PVC so pipe? So you put the... I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure I'm not sure the whole process, but... Because in my mind, you could do it a couple different ways. You could jam the PVC pipe up there first, feed in the barbed wire, or you could go ahead and have the barbed wire in there and jam the pipe in, whatever. The end result is, though, the barbed wire goes inside the PVC pipe, the barbed wire stays, and they pull the PVC pipe out. So then they have to pull the barbed wire out of themselves. That sounds awesome. Or razor wire, whatever. I don't think there wasn't really like I don't think there was a lot of razor wire. That's why I think it was years ago that I saw. Years ago, I saw that this happened years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. So maybe in like the 50s, we'll say, just for the sake of argument, a lot of barbed wire, not a lot of razor wire. But yeah. Not a lot of PVC pipe either, probably. So. Lead pipe, PVC pipe, copper. Yeah, fucking take your pick. But <laughs> just saying that, like, that was a that was a method of punishment. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck if it's. I've run into barbed wire before. That hurts like shit. Hell yeah, dude, dude, dude. Let me tell you. So there was this one time, right? We were playing airsoft. A lot of my stories that I get fucked up playing airsoft. But so I was playing airsoft, and there was this huge hill, 
I mean, like, straight down. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta go. You know, I gotta run to the bottom of this, get up the next hill, blah, blah, blah. And I think we were doing like capture the flag or something. But I was running full sprint down this hill. Tell me why in the fuck someone would put green barbed wire. Mm. Uh, this, this was four strand green barbed wire. Mm -hmm. I ran full speed into that shit. Man caught it and just went full boom and it caused like a springboard. Yeah. Uh, slammed on my back and yeah. I was like, uh, it is like, hurts. dude, I had pierced everything. Yeah. Like, everywhere that there was a strand going yeah. across, it was bruised to shit. Yeah. There was little holes all in me. Dude, I was fucked up because I was running full speed downhill. You know what I'm saying? I've run motorcycles through it. I've been on horses that ran through it. I've yeah. ran into it running on foot. Ran into old barbed wire playing in the woods before. Barbed wire ain't fun. But. Thought I was going to get tetanus. It'd be fun in that situation you're talking about. Thought I was going to get tetanus. And then uh, a much wiser gentleman than myself, an old farmer that I knew, asked him if I needed a tetanus shot. He said, real men don't get tetanus shots. We get tetanus. But I didn't Fuck get tetanus. That. Nah, fucking that's hard, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that was a bad dude. Have you seen what tetanus does to you? Yeah. It causes convulsions so bad that it breaks fucking bones, dude. I'm just saying. It was just, no. it was just that way of thinking. I didn't risk it. Was it was just that fucking John Wayne toilet paper way of thinking, you know? You know oh. what John Wayne toilet paper is, right? No. I know uh, who John Wayne is. Well, when I used to farm and drive a tractor, those blue shop towels. Oh, yeah. They, you know, he kept them in the tractor mm -hmm. for, they're supposed to be for like grease and stuff. But that same guy that told me the tetanus thing. He was a great man, I don't want to say his name, but he was a great man. He told me, grab your roll of that John Wayne toilet paper and throw it in the tractor. I said, what the hell is John Wayne toilet paper? He said, it's rough, tough, and don't take shit off nobody's ass. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that was better than regular toilet paper in the woods, but because there ain't no toilet on a tractor. That's right. You got to hit the woods. But anyways, I guess that'll be it from us at Grease Nook Podcast. I think we're at about an hour once we put these together. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we've covered hell about everything, you know, from how stupid racism is to secret organizations to conspiracies to Area Repping 51 to fucking... <laughs> you probably shouldn't say that. Uh, to what we should do to child molesters. Yeah. And... That was just scratching the surface I mean, of that. I got lots of ideas. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've pondered this shit so many times. But, uh, so yeah, if you're a child molester, please reach out to us. <laughs> um, you might get a guy in a fucking gorilla suit with a baseball bat at your yeah. door. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you guys uh, that little story next time Maybe. about our YouTube series that we... Maybe. Hey, you got to keep it anonymous. That right? we might not might start but uh anyways just remember if you're gonna get greasy go knuckles deep here at the greasy knuckles podcast we do love everybody at the end of the day we might be dickheads we might be shitbags but we love everybody so if you or a loved one or anything is having thoughts of suicide or going through addiction, anything, and you're a veteran, 
uh, please, please reach out. It's 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Uh, that's the Veterans Crisis Hotline. Or you can go to the veteranscrisisline.net, all one word, or text 838-255 or call the VA or call the Greasy Knuckles. Do something. Help yourself. Do something and reach out, man, because 22 a day is 22 too many. That's a tongue twister. Stay greasy. See ya. It's like a hot dog flying through the air.